I'm not taking a break of drinking anything. No, soon. why would you? Well, at least today. Like, no, I, and I'm saying like a and day. And tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And yesterday. Uh, did I go? Uh, maybe I didn't have anything on Tuesday. A good day. I didn't because I was flattened. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, welcome to Tanked Up, the podcast <laughs> all about video games and crap. Ben, I'm here with Lucy. Hello, I'm not drinking beer today. <gasps> so it's only about <gasps> video games. Just video games for Lucy, yeah, but... We're here with Adol. Who may be drinking? What, what? I have been drinking. Hey. I am drinking. Oh, well, like, I have I as well. So I haven't actually qualifies. been drinking. I'm just <laughs> quite tired, and so I'm a little off. That's fair. Aren't we mm. all? You can see, like, my eyes just slope down from zero sleep. Um, Let's get into the beers that we are drinking then, Adol. I'm only having one this week, because Lucy's not drinking. Oh. It's a slightly shorter episode this week because of because uh, of evening Having. commitments. Uh, so I'm drinking one beer, but it is a little bit of a big boy. This is from Siren Craft. It is the Maiden 2017. Ooh. You can't quite see from the glare of my spotlight there. I can see yeah, a Maiden. A mm. Yeah. So what does it say? What does it say? It is 11.3 percent. Uh, the first batch brewed at Siren was to provide the base for our first annual release. This barley wine has been aged in many different barrels, and then, using expertise from the wine and whiskey world, blended into what stands before you in this bottle. Visit our website to find out more about the Maiden series. Doesn't give you a huge amount, which is great, which is fine. Just a, just a little tease about what's going on. Um, bottle Shop did have 2017 and 2018. Yes. Um, yeah. But I thought I'd nice. pick up 2017, the one, yeah. start, you know, start at the yeah. beginning, or just the earlier version, which I haven't had before. It's had an extra year to soak in all the juices. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that's... Exactly, and I'm now... Fun. Okay, you describe, Adel, I have to carve through this ridiculous <laughs> waxy seal. That's not a magnum oh bottle, is it? No, it's not, is it? No. No, no it's no. very little. It's only um, yeah. 375. Okay. No. Mm. Only three seconds. Um, <laughs> I've got a beer. It is called Honor. By yeah, no, I was about to say yes. is that the is it Faith and Honor? What is it? Honor and something? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know what the other one is. Yeah. Um, is that the white can or is that? It's the sort of beige. Yeah, the beige one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the Assassin's Creed guy. I'll <laughs> <laughs> um, It's, it's a West. <laughs> Yeah, it's a West Coast Triple IPA, 10.5%. And it is a Triple West Coast IPA with upfront citrus bitterness and a big pine hop character for people to prefer the light side. Lovely. And mm. it's, yeah, like I said, 10.5%. And it doesn't tell me what stuffs it is. Oh, no. Yeah, because they did another one, another series, which was like Light and Dark with two yeah. like, opposing names. Yeah, remember those? that was last year, wasn't it? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I think one was a double and one was a triple, maybe. I can't remember. One was definitely a darker beer, I think. Hmm. Maybe a stout, maybe an Imperial stout it was, and a triple IPA. 
Perhaps. I do remember those. I do remember mm. those from last year. Yeah. I'll try. That's got quite a lovely citrus and a little mango right off the nose. Yeah? Yeah. Like a sweet mango? Mm. Kind of like a, like we were saying, I can't, I think in the past couple of weeks we talked to sort of like an overripe. Yes, you did. Fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the aroma reminds me of that, but it's a little more, a little less in your face mm. sweet, but that's just like an overripe ripe mango mm-hmm. waft. Nice. Yeah. Um, this is going to take me an absolute age to actually get into. So, why don't you, why don't you crack on with your beer and tell us what it's like? I've managed to carve my way around the top um, using my little oh, pirate bottle opener's sore arm. But You're halfway there. Right. It's um, it's not not it's not easy. I've hit glass, so at least I'm you know. Yeah. <laughs> at least I'm part of the way there. I find that Jesus. there's probably some really good way of actually getting into oh. these kinds of bottles that I have yes. no idea about. The Novamont ones from last year, I believe, were life mm. and death. Um, right. One was an imperial uh, stout, 12%. And the life was, I think it was a triple IPA. But um, yes, go research that if you're keen to know. Well, and what? Sorry, Adam, I, I missed it. What star was this one? A, a West Coast. It is a West yeah. Coast triple. Have you had a taste yet? Or? So a WC tipper. Tipper. Yeah. All the letters. <laughs> Just try and fit all yeah. of them in these is days. Is it double dry hopped? D D H W C. No, it, it doesn't seem T-I-P-A. to have an E D H. Yeah. Although again, because of the strength Ooh. of the nose, I wouldn't be surprised mm. if it. Um, if it was yeah. dry hopped, but it d- didn't sort of say on the yeah. tin, which is actually. A I'd ten. be curious to know if that uh, if that mango taste carries on through the flavour, if it or if it's just part of the hop yeah, aroma, sort of or if you're getting that sweetness on the alcohol and stuff like that. Because I mean, I'm pretty sweet. Because <laughs> what I can remember from those Northern Monk beers is that they were very drinkable, not yes. too sweet and heavy. Yeah, I'm not, sh- not um, sure if I had both of those or just one of them. I, I had the life so and death. I don't think I don't I've remember. had the honor and whatever else is. What's the, the opposite of honor? Shame. Is it opposite? I don't know. Is it shame? I don't know. Um, dishonor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking something, you know, but I was like, instead of being so on the nose, maybe it's something else. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Thesaurus of no. An Antonin Thesaurus, what is that called? Hmm. <laughs> I finally managed to open the barley wine. Hey. hey. It smells like a barley wine. Mm. It looks like a, a stout. Um, a little bit of sort of like uh you know a ruby port sort of sweetness to it in there. It's mm-hmm. it's a heathen. Heathen, yes. Honor and isn't even one of their It doesn't own. quite work. It, it seems. Are you sure that's yeah. the opposite? I swear they've. Had I don't know whether it's the uh, opposite. I'm saying right now they they have the core collection includes. Uh, um, yeah, but Heaven's another uh, beer, isn't it? Isn't that like well, an IPA this, or something? Yeah. Isn't that one of their? Core, it is an IPA, so maybe maybe it's not the. I don't think it's the uh, pair to honor. Yeah. Maybe there isn't a pair. Their website. Maybe, yeah, maybe they didn't pair it this year. Shame. Yeah. Beer called Shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a shame they didn't pair it, perhaps. <laughs> um, so this barley wine, as I say, smells like barley wine. A bit of sort of port, some sweetness, a little bit of sort of maybe red wine barrel. What do they say? Red wine and whiskey barrels. I mm-hmm. think that they yeah. they turned to yeah the red wine 
well, just from the wine, mm. sorry, not red wine, the wine and whiskey world. Uh, so it's 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 definitely quite. You know, it, oh, it's, it's, it, it's a barley wine, but that's kind of like all I'm getting from it, really. Sort of yeah, those, yeah, those like slightly sweet kind of notes. Mm, like licorice, not getting, you're not getting any chocolate, anything like that. Not that I can get at the moment, no, not mm. on the nose. I'll have a sip. Adol, have you had a sip of yours yet? I haven't yet. Drink. Drink, drink, drink man, drink. Drink, 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 drink. Down it, down it, down it. Triple IPA. Just next it. That's really smooth. Yeah, just thwack. <laughs> um, it's been done before. That's really smooth. Um, it's got a nice... sort of navel orangey citrusiness. Like yeah. Just a little bit of sweet going mm-hmm. on with that. Probably helped by the 10.5%. Um, I mean, to be honest, the tins bang on. It's got... The the bitterness is, is citrus and piney. Like, we get a nice sort of pine back background yeah. um well my nose is a little plugged up today so i don't know if i'm picking up all the things mm. it's it, it is very drinkable like like the um the one like you were saying lucy with the previous set which um right now they're seasonals i just looked it up they have death and they have glory and they have honor so i assume it's honor and glory yes. and death might yeah be just leftover from stock. life and death yeah but uh glory is also a 10.5 percent Tipper. Oh, wonder what differentiates. So them. they didn't do the like different. The, 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 also, their website is fucking terrible. Every beer you click on, you have to go through a splash saying "I'm over 18 oh, every really? time. Every page you go wow. to, it, like cl- clearly it's something to chat the bed, but it's just like fuck, <laughs> no, please stop. And it's animated. So you just have to wait. Takes a oh long time. God. Yeah, children don't have time to that for that. They just click off straight away. So you know. If you're not over um, 18, I will say that that, that <laughs> no graphication mm. here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say the um, this isn't Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Dab. Why is everyone wearing their clothes? What's going on? <laughs> um, that mango ness sort of tropical fruit I I got off the nose isn't really present in the taste. Um, yeah. So it's it's pretty smooth. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. I'm just going to have yeah. to do some logistical stuff. It's fine. Yeah, um, I, I you know, it's. it's I find the other ones like quite smooth and like. Uh, I think it's, well, from what I understand, it's the amount of hops that they just put in there that just makes it so drinkable and so, just just mass the ABV smooth. yeah and makes it smooth and easy to drink. So. Yeah, there's no way I could tell this is 10.5 percent. Like mm. even with that, like. That sweetness, it's so well enmeshed with the sort of bitterness of the citrus. That, like yeah. I said, it just tastes like a specific type of citrus, mm. which is a little sweet, rather than sort of like citrus and sweet. It's just really, really well yeah. melted. This might this might go down a little yeah. too quickly. It, it looks quite clear. It looks almost like a lager mm. from where I am. Yeah. It definitely wow, looks that's like that's really clear. Not a carbonation to it as well. Yeah. Still, um, still bubbling through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's... Ex- extraordinarily drinkable, he says, <laughs> having consistently. You can see where the legs mm-hmm. are. Um, it, it's yeah. I did bring a 
uh, an emergency second beer, um, but didn't think I need would need it. it might not be the case. See how quickly that one uh, that one does go down. Um, Demolishes itself. Yes. Yeah. Itself, obviously, not not through. Yeah, I was going to say. Do you like how I, I've taken all of my autonomy out of there? Yeah. It's just like yeah, you know, it just happened. This is why I have these fucking terrible night-long adventures these days is because uh, I'm pretending like there's no choice in the matter. I just Things are happening. I guess I'm doing them. Yeah. Guess just go with will. it. Just yeah. go with it. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, so, the barley wine. Mm. If you have nothing further to say about, um, about honor. I mean, I can say a lot about honor. The beer. How is it? Uh, just to be just, honest, uh, I, I'm... I'm Running, running on empty a bit because I, I was like, oh, there's a for honor joke there. What is it? What is it? Oh, or a dishonored. Uh, no, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was going to ask how. How do they spell it? For like you, real people. Yeah, yeah, Good. yeah. With Good. me, they spell it with yeah. me. <laughs> it deals honor. <laughs> still going, still oh, going well. And, um, okay. Oh, a a d i l l r. Spell it with me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So barley wine. Barley wine. It's really nice. It's it's uh, you know as with yours, it is very very easy. Kind of the more I stick my nose in, the more I'm getting those kind of those red winey sort of notes to it. And when you when you sip it, it's got a very very velvety kind of texture. Mm. Really nice. Kind of just that little, just very very slightly syrupy. Not not too much at all. Just a little bit of thickness there to it, mm. and the sweetness kind of kicks through really well. But it dissipates quite nicely into this more woody and almost coffee in there as well, like a mm. roasted sort of. And I'm not sure whether that's more the you know I'm getting sort of a roasted kind of coffee. Maybe it's more the wood and kind of what's happened to it moving through there rather than, a, you know, rather than roasted coffee as such. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm. that's kind of what I'm getting from it at the moment. And it it kind of, that kicks in and it's almost as if it's a slightly, you know, like a sugared coffee with that with that little bit of sweetness to it. Mm. Um, and the, the coffee or the roasted kind of notes do fade quite sweetly and just leave you with that sweetness and that sweetness just runs through the entire uh the entire flavor and even now it's a nice and wet it's not it's a, it's a little dry it sort of dried out my mouth but i've still got that sweetness with me now so yeah. it kind of it doesn't make me pick it back up wanting to sort of uh, to get that flavour again because it lasts, it's still here and mm. I have that, yeah. if I want that kind of that big hit of sweetness uh, that little bit of red wine first and then the, the, the sort of yeah. like the complex wood and, and roasting sort of thing that's going on through that, obviously pick it back up but it just does enough on that end note to mm. stay with me and not have to pick it back up um, as with yours, Ado, it is, it is dangerous um, I think that the sweetness does feel more of um, like a red wine kind of uh, a, a slightly buried kind of uh, sweetness to it rather than the alcohol pushing through. So it masks kind of you know that 11, what was it, 11.3%, just, just very, very well. You know, I know with barley wines you kind of expect that little bit more sweetness to them and maybe the alcohol kind of kicks in 
know, midway through sort of the flavour a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, maybe that's what the roasted coffee notes are kind of doing. They're pulling away from the alcohol mm-hmm. very slightly, mm. uh, which is great. Makes it, you know, I just said I don't want to reach back for this because I'm enjoying that lasting flavour. But I think mm. if it if that alcohol showed through a little bit, I would be reaching for mm. it to get mm. that slightly nicer kind of sweetness that you're getting right at the start mm. of this. Okay. Mm. For me, um, having sort of sipped and take breaks, I've noticed that it leaves, it's quite neutral on like, it doesn't dry you out or whatever, but um, the pininess sort of is the thing that lingers the most. Okay. So I am finding myself wanting to reach for it because that background pininess just isn't fading so when when things get off balance, it's like oh, I kind of want to offset that know. sort of back flavor. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, it's not not it's not because it's drying me out. It's not because it's super bitter and like oh, I need to offset. But just like oh, uh, like thirty seconds on, I'm like mm, I don't just want this taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's called being well balanced. Take a small slip. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. So it's nice because it's sort of it's like the taste sort of calls you back but not in a strong forward way that's like I'm, I'm needing to do this it's like oh yeah maybe maybe let's try this again yeah. mm. nice that's yeah. very good very nice good so Lucy mm. you don't have a beer no. so we're gonna kick into you for the first topic of this episode don't kick into Lucy <laughs> she's done nothing wrong jump to Lucy move so kick a girl while she's open there. the floor up <laughs> To swallow it, <laughs> like inverted glass ceiling. Everything, everything can be What's taken with just you? the wrong way, can't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Lucy, what do you want to talk about this week? <laughs> uh, my topic is games. Games I've been playing. Uh, uh, oh, I've been playing games yeah. too. Ooh. Games are fun, it turns out. They're not really. <laughs> no, they are. They are. They are. They are. Um, yeah, I've been on a PC kick of late. Um, I, oh, I wish I had a PC. I mean, I do have a PC. <laughs> well, to be fair, the games that I've been playing are, you know, very, uh, well, not intensive. Uh, they're not going to max out your GPU or anything. So, I've been playing a bit, bits and bobs. I'll just uh, quickly go through them. Play something called Kuzo, K-U-S-O, which is just like a little platformer. Very simple. You play as a little stick man. You run all over hmm. the place. Um... And what's clever about it is that you can set the checkpoints yourself. So, oh, you're coming up to like a really hard platforming section. I'm going to just set a checkpoint here and go through it. And it's like, yeah, it looks like a really cool thing that would be for speedrunning. Don't think anyone's like. I think the developer today was like saying, someone at GDQ, you know, games done quick. Please, someone speedrun this. Because it's such a cool game, very Mm, fast paced. Great, great um, controls. Is it like a limited number of checkpoints? Yeah, you can you can play different modes. You can have unlimited okay. checkpoints. You can play a mm. speed run, or you can play like hard, um, certain number of lives, etc. So mm. it does give you that variety. Um, so what makes maybe maybe I'm being obtuse? Hmm. Like what makes a checkpoint versus a save? Is it just like a box it's, save state? It's kind very of thing, short or? levels, so um, you always checkpoint at the start of each level. I think in there's twenty five in total. Um, if you buy Kuzo, you also get his previous game, which might have been a Flash game. I can't remember. It might have been a downloadable game on Steam. Mm. Um, but there's 15 levels in that, so it's about 40 in total, um, with, with a few extras adding on. Um, but yeah, you, it's it's 
I wouldn't say single screen because you're you know it's quite big but um you know you, you checkpoint at the start of every level um but the amount of obstacles in your way and stuff like that you may want to checkpoint several different times between yeah, right um but it's it's basically like just because it's so simple just a quick yeah 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 it's it's same, like same. super meat boy ish so mm-hmm. okay imagine cool. a super meat boy you could you know oh, not, God, not die in <laughs> you know at the very end of the level you had a checkpoint right before so um but the amount of checkpoints that you that you do and how many deaths that you have it obviously affects your grading at the end so right um i think i got all oh, d's oh, <laughs> so, at the end of it <laughs> yeah it takes about 45 minutes to complete um you should play like both games but yeah it's cool i really enjoy it it's like nice, nice, nice. pixel art great music nice little platformer for cheap very cheap i think it for like 40 pence or something like that so cool that was Sweet. um another game i played i was in the mood for a point and click I was like, uh, because the Thimbleweed Park guys were like, oh, we have an announcement to make, uh, and tempering everyone's expectations. They said, no, Mm. it's not a sequel. I was like, god damn it! (laughs) So I had my eye on this game called Yorkshire Gubbins. That's a pixelated point-and-click game um, that uses, like, scum uh, mechanics, you know, like the verbs, like, look at, uh, use... Open, oh, close, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a really short. Like, Old mud, mud stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I should say that Kuzo's made by Fred Wood, single developer, and Yorkshire Gubbins is made by uh, a single developer as well called Charlotte Gore. Um, yeah, it, okay. it came out, I think, a year and a half ago or something like that. Mm. Um, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to take the plunge. It's f- £3 for uh, £4. Um, yeah, it's a really humorous. <laughs> Like bizarre point and click game. Um, it's very short because I think the whole long and short of it, she was meant to, you know, release other episodes, and then she got evicted from her house in Yorkshire, and she oh, ended shit. up in Sweden, um, <laughs> where oh. she's loving it. But, but yeah, yeah, bit different. very strange. Yeah, but it's, it's it's just a very comical in you know like Lucas Arts like um, mm. kind of right. Tim Schafer, Ron Gilbert kind of humour um, with it, but is also it, in Yorkshire. Sort of- is it um, pixel art or is it? Yes, it's uh, pixel it art. Is. Yeah, yeah. With like Yorkshire, you know, Yorkshire accents yeah. and Yorkshire sensibilities, and Lots yeah, of people it's, calling each other love. Yeah, yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's nice to get a uh, game that's set in such a peculiar part of the UK, shall we say? Well, just a, a part okay. of the UK which we rarely see. Yeah, in, not just. Not just in games, in entertainment generally. That is in very medium. true. Mm, yeah. Except for like Geordie Shaw, which I unapologi- unapologetically watched probably like seven seasons of. So Newcastle, Newcastle is not Yorkshire, is it? No, but like Northern. Oh, Northern. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyone above uh, London is Northern, <laughs> 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 and they're weird. <laughs> It's actually a joke when it's like this guy from London and like, oh, you deserve all the crap that comes to you because you're from London. <laughs> anyway, if you're outside I'm glad you, of the I'm UK, glad you probably... it. <laughs> it's a good game. Um, where should I go next? Uh, we could. I mean, we've both played a game. We did that. We've played the same game. Is this, is, this the game that I've, is this the game that I played the free version of? Yes. Um, probably. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy to cap off your discussion with that or jump into it now. Um, uh, I've realized. I'll cap off because there is just one game I want to talk about. The okay, yeah. Dev sent it over to me. 
So, uh, thank you for that. It's also made by a single dev, so pattern form in here. And it's called Where the Bees Make Honey. And I didn't oh, know... Oh, I saw this. Actually, I was looking that? at this the other day. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it caught my eye a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, that's cool. I think I saw it uh, last, last, uh, last year on some... Maybe it was a... You know, on some, you know, indie game reel. But mm. Mm. Uh, what caught my eye was that, if, like, some of the bits that they showed in, like, the trailer was, like, almost a Captain Toad-like kind of game where you've got this, like, little diorama, little small diorama seen from, like, an isometric almost uh, view. And you're, like, tilting mm. um, and, you know, manipulating the environment to move around. Mm. Um, so some of the game is that, and... Some of the game is something that you probably wouldn't be able to predict. It's it, it's quite eccentric. It reminds me very much of like Idea Xbox games. It's on Xbox and PC. Like Idea Xbox games I played like three years ago that were just very experimental, very mm. like rough around the edges, um, which this game mm. absolutely is. Um, it's basically telling a story. It's it's all about you know looking back at. Um, you know, how you were as a child, all your aspirations as a child, what you could have been, what you wanted to be. And the game starts out as you being this, like, I'd probably say somewhere in their 20s, this woman working in a call centre, you know, we've all been there, like, yeah. in an office, in a cubicle, and yep. it's like, this is not how I planned my life to be. And she's just basically recollecting her childhood memories and you do get these kind of like Captain Toad-esque, um, you know, isometric little puzzle boxes where you have to collect these uh, like honeycombs where the bees make honey. That's there's yeah. some there's some analogy there, but um, I, <laughs> by the end of the game, I wasn't quite sure what, what it was. It was. Okay. Maybe it's like where you originated from, where you're, you know, well, hive sounds like a bad thing, <laughs> where you're, you, you know, but yeah, but. It, it alternates between those levels, which I wish it focused more on those levels, refining them, made them more interesting, um, right. gave them extra levels, like a Captain Toad, because I love that game. Um, but it alternates between those levels and just just random... It seems like filler. Um, it seems like, okay. oh, mm. we're, we're just going to have a level with... Oh, you, you're driving an RC car because she, you know, in a past she you know, just past memories. Yeah. She's recalling past memories which are mm. quite banal, which are quite ordinary, like which can be evocative and, you know, um powerful usually, but in a game sense that they don't really fill you with much, you know, things to do, much interest. Yeah. Um but yeah, like some of the controls in these uh these alternative levels where you're like driving an R C car or you are jumping as a bunny across a field and stuff like that there's this small analogy to these things but the controls are really like they're not great so i'm glad those you know this game in total probably can take you like less than 90 minutes so fortunately okay. it doesn't wow, overstate okay. its welcome but it, it's just it's just weird and eccentric and it's it's like i, I wouldn't say go out and buy this game or like you know mm. If you're interested by, you know, what it is and how eccentric it is, then maybe. But I wouldn't say it's like, oh yes, you have to essentially buy this game. But it's 
it's hard to fault someone had a creative vision it's one guy and it's like yeah. he's trying to tell a story it looks like he's you know bit enough more than he can chew like he's put mm. more mechanics in it than right. than there was required maybe he should have zoned on what what made the game great which is like those little puzzle um like scenes right. but you can't fault that it's like <laughs> it's just his creative vision he did it on his own yeah. you know he has a platform to do it but yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> he plays this girl, and she has like these dead eyes, and it's like oh, <laughs> oh no. it's quite, it's quite, it's just weird in a weird and wonderful in a very abstract kind of way. Okay. It's got great music mm. though. It's got like like life is strange kind of a uh, mm. music, which is very nice. But um, but yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It, it seems quite divisive on on Steam. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yeah, like. I I can see. And by why. that I mean there were there are three reviews and two are bad. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, but one so so one is like mm. it's buggy and the other one is like. Uh, one was like this is really great mm. and then the the sort of not recommended that is like actually about it was basically saying some similar things that there's buggy parts yes. and that like it just doesn't. I wouldn't say quite th- live up to what it's trying to do. Yeah, I wouldn't say in my experience everybody's experience is different i played yeah. it on xbox they put it on steam so god knows but i wouldn't mm. say it's buggy i'd just say that there's definitely parts where um you can maybe get clipped on the environment and you know it's nothing like you'd oh. have to restart or something that i encountered but it's like <laughs> you know it's, it's very rough around the edges it's like okay mm. there's invisible walls yeah, you, get... you know that kind of yeah so so, mm. so it's buggy in the sense of it's not polished versus it's buggy in the sense that it's game breaking yes which you know obviously is a continuum, but I think mm. that usually those are, those are two main interpretations. Like, oh yeah, it just yes. there's bits that don't quite map well versus like I can't play this game. Yeah, and mm. I think yeah, it's as pro- you yeah. say, lack of polish meaning very rough edges. You know, it's like okay, yeah. it's one dude, I can see why, but still. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, to to be completely frank about it, I don't think I'd recommend this game. I think I, you know, I played it last night. I, I somewhat I enjoyed some parts of it. Uh, as I say, some of the bits with the controls and they were just like not easy to handle. And it was like, mm. okay, this is starting to get tedious. But okay, okay, now it's over. Thank God. But um, well, as, you, as you say, you know, it may have benefited it to focus on yeah, you know, some some parts of it. Like it sounds like, um, you know, with all of these different kinds of levels and the different control schemes that that may come with that. You know, RC car versus being a bunny versus isometric kind of like yeah puzzle movement levels uh it kind of seems much more like um experimentation like the developer kind of just went what can i do what yes yes i i really want to be able to work this out and try this why don't i make a game um, where i can do all of these different right but development is it like feature creep or is that when they yeah yeah, or or just things into it yeah don't pair back it's i mean it doesn't sound like it might be feature creep because it sounds like they might have thought that they should do these things mm. versus like like feature creep is usually just like uh, not saying no or not like holding on to your scope um mm. but it sounds like this i mean like ben's sort of story of it seems to be more like well i want to learn all these things so why don't i just put them in my game in which case it's like more cognizant yeah. than feature creep yeah. i mean obviously we don't know but uh, it seems like um, a reasonable interpretation of 
where if I want to learn these all these mechanics, why don't yeah. I just put them in the game so I can learn them and get money for them? <laughs> I mean, yes and no. Um, but yeah, it's like it reminds me of that game. What was that so- soda can game that came out on Xbox? My name is Soda or something. <laughs> So yeah, hold on. Let me let me Google I got this. nothing. No, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's I very it's soda soda drinking pro. Where it's just like these like little sandbox levels, and it it's bizarre. It's absolutely bizarre. It's like you just can't you know can I, I can't even remember what you're doing in that game. It's just weird. But it just soda. sort of feels like that. If anyone, probably the one per well, the one person in this universe who played soda drinker pro probably know what I'm on about but yeah <laughs> it's uh, leaves but a lot to be desired but us. you know at the same time I respect this guy tried to do something yeah may not have yeah that's fair went all the way through with it but yeah I I I, I think it, I, I was up at like 2am playing it and it was like I thought I was okay. high I don't know how that would have happened but I thought I was like did I just like <laughs> sniff too long on some Vicks or something like this. Oh, yeah, I, was just like, <laughs> so, I enjoy just like, how this game? the specific yeah. high this game gave yeah. you was. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. What yeah. was this game called again? It's called Where the Bees <laughs> uh, where the Make honey? honey. It's on PlayStation, yeah, Steam, Xbox. Mm. Yeah. It actually, um, it, its recommended specs are an i7 and and. Uh, GTX 1080. Like it seems no. like it's quite beefy. Yeah. The the minimum is a 980. So like I I literally can't play this game. There was a there, there is a game that I found that I yeah, I couldn't I couldn't play it. Um because you couldn't put it below like it's something like ridiculously large as well. Cuz I usually just put it like 1280 720 and that runs fine. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. 720p. Mm. It's a solid resolution. Yeah. Um I mean, that's a nice segue to the fact that I've been playing a game on the PC, even though my PC only has the onboard Intel graphics card, because it it killed its graphics card and possibly the PCIe port as well. Um, and the reason why that doesn't matter is because I've been playing Baba as you, and I know you, Lucy, is Baba as well. Yes, I am Baba. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so is Ben. So ben, I, ben is Baba. I, yeah. I figured, yeah, this, this is my segue. It was clean. Then I commented on it, making it unclean. Um, segue is dirty. Um, so yeah, I, I thought maybe yeah. Well, let's let's talk yes. Baba. Ben, you played the itch.io version, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The free version. So it was like fifteen levels, I think. Um, I didn't play all of them. Because I had like five minutes and just thought, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have a quick go. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. It's just that you you understand the mechanics of it, so yes. you can yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say that I really so I've I literally only played it today and um. How far did you get? Thirteen odd, thirteen odd levels. So All like right. past the lake district. Right. Yeah, loads left. Yes. <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed how those. How, I mean, the, especially those early levels were just like 
here's the here's the type of lateral thinking. Okay, so actually, explain um, the game because <laughs> it's yeah. Fair enough. Uh, does someone want to take a step at that and then I can explain? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll jump I'll back explain in. It. It's basically it's essentially a puzzle game where you can manipulate the rules of the puzzles. Um, it's basically single screen uh, pixelated levels. You play as Baba, which looks like some little white sheep, um, and the central rule, sometimes, not always, but usually is Baba is you, which um, you'll come to realise pretty much encapsulates the idea of the game. Um, you, and and when it says Baba is you, these things are literally written out. You have little text. Mm. Um, one says Baba, one is is, and one is you. And you can change these, um, move around these these phrases um, and reorder them, and so basically every object takes a square. Yeah, it's like a grid-based puzzle. Grid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not. And so all the rules single, take not three pixels as such, but uh, yeah. yeah, it makes it look like it's kind of like a single pixel with something kind of inside it. You know, on that yes. grid-based yeah. sort of yeah. system. Yeah. So for an example, so a rule a, is sorry. Go ahead. Okay. So for example. Um, you have Baba and you have a flag and there's a rock in between Baba and the flag. Um, and the rules are Baba is you, so you're controlling Baba. Uh, rock is stop, so when you hit the rock you cannot go anywhere. Um, and flag is win, um, so mm. you have to touch the flag to complete the level. Um, so you can change, like rock is stop, you can remove the stop, so it's just rock is. So the rock has just become a null, null and void kind of entity in this level, yeah. and you can just walk you, you through, can pass the, through yeah, it. and go yeah. to flag is win, or you could change rock is win, um, yeah. and so you don't have to go through the rock, you just touch the rock, and then, yeah, that's the win. Uh, and depending on how things are lined up, you could move rock as you mm. from Babo as you, and then you move the rock into the yeah. flag. Yeah, so there's all these different uh, variations of solutions. Um, um yeah, and so, I mean, one of the things that I found interesting was um, you can layer is's. Yes. <laughs> like, Ooh, but only specific ways. Mm. So, so well, so if I have an is, I can make a phrase. Um, so what I really like is the objects are black shaded and mm -hmm. the sort of status are colored mm -hmm. so it's yep. very obvious especially when you think consider kids can easily play this game <laughs> no, it's very they obvious that <laughs> i'll just say that from there no it, it, it's very obvious that it goes black shaded is um color shaded yes. as in rock is stop there, there are stop visual cues to that yeah. yeah yeah rather than just um, and the so verbiage. and then but yeah and so you get this you immediately get that you can't layer things in a certain way but what i found frustrating in the first 10 levels was i really because i was just thinking of these like super conceptually i'm like well why can't i just do it inversely why can't i have color shaded is mm -hmm. um black shaded i.e because if i just read it right to left it would make sense like i'm still organizing these in the right relation mm -hmm. but it doesn't let you do that because so it'll let you do up and down but down. God, could you imagine converting this game into like Arabic? That'd be a nightmare. I mean, yeah, you'd have to invert. That'd be an absolute. I mean, probably... Well, I guess if you invert the whole level. Yeah. But yeah, so what I'm trying to say is, like, so there was a level where I wanted to be like, um, 
stop is crab for crab is stop mm-hmm. or whatever. I think it was actually crab. Uh, push is crab is what I wanted. Yes. But it won't let me do that because the sentence should be crab is push. Yes. Yeah. So because by putting push and then is and crab, it just didn't form the sentence in the right way. Okay. And that sort of told me, oh, yeah, there are there are boundaries on these things. It's not mm. just sort of like layering tiles. Like it's actually like linguistically bound. Yes, yes. Crab is push doesn't make sense. Yes, and that's and that y- you begin to learn that um, quite early in the game, probably where you are. Yeah. It's like, okay, I cannot bend these rules. The, this game wants mm, to, f- yeah. you know, is forcing me down. It's you know like mechanical path. It's rabbit hole. Yes, it's little baba rabbit hole. It's like, okay, you know, you are not in control of these rules, even though you. Yeah. It, you have that there's a semblance where it's like yes i can manipulate these rules but it's like no the the game is teaching very specific rule set yeah what i really enjoy is so it's how within three levels you get that like you can't think of this like a regular game Mm -hmm. so like if there isn't a rule saying wall is stop then the walls you can just pass through yeah and so they show this off in like level one or two by make, uh, making the sentence wall is stop accessible to you. Mm-hmm. We can just bump mm-hmm. something yeah. and break the rule, and then you can go pass through the wall. But like three levels later, they just don't have every level that has had a wall has had wall is stop on yeah. it, and then there's a level which doesn't. But you you immediately are like, oh, how do I navigate around mm. these things? And then you just yeah. push the button to go into the wall, and you're like, oh, there is no wall of stop yeah. rule right yeah. now. Yeah. This is literally just like aesthetic treatment. Mm-hmm. Like, if yeah. there isn't a rule about it, no matter how many things, like if, if it's a blank space or has a thing mm-hmm. on it, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's it's the texture but, yeah. rather than an object. Yes, but yeah. you'll find that a lot of the later levels, they do gate off these rules, and by... By doing that, they pull put like wall is stop in the corner, and you can because it's a corner, you oh, yeah, can't the, manipulate wrote... anything. And they yeah. put I like mean, a thousand rules in yeah. the corner, so you can't manipulate <laughs> them. Spikes it... which you just cannot move through, or something like that. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I like that that they put all the, the all the rules have to be on the map. Yes. Mm. On the screen, so you know what you're doing. Um, but obviously, if it's a, if it's against an edge of the screen, there's no way to move. Mm-hmm. Yep. I any of the bots yeah so you just like but that means like without any pause or whatever you can just like scan the periphery and know these are the rules mm-hmm. i can't change yeah yeah so there are like definite rules in in that but yeah i mean i've got much further than you adil um yeah <laughs> much to the help of walkthroughs because <laughs> this get oh yeah this game is brilliant in what it what it's trying to do but I don't know if it's because I'm too stupid or if it's just frustratingly hard. Why the further I've got into it, it's just like ah. I think mm. I think there's quite a few things where it's like you know it's got like this Super Mario World like oh, oh you know like over map kind of thing, and it's like as soon yeah, as you new- move into like these new islands, they like introduce new mechanics, like new rules. Okay. I don't think it spends yeah. enough time introducing you to these new rules. Um, oh, that's a shame. Because, I mean, what I liked about these early five, like the first five levels, is it, it made it very clear what you, like, it, it was like, these are the rules, mm-hmm. and also here's a very, here's a way you probably didn't think about Yeah, absolutely. Applying yeah, it. and I think it, it, because with the start of that game, I was like, okay, you know, it, 
it goes up gradually the difficulty but i'm feeling like some of the later levels it it doesn't do that not nearly enough and when you have oh, so all these different apparently. rules interacting with each other and against each other yeah sometimes you like sometimes i've completed levels like I do not know and understand how that works. How that yeah, happens. why did that work? Why did that suddenly allow me to do it, but not this other thing? And it's like, yeah, and that's where it becomes frustrating. And it's like, mm. oh. and it is Such very. Issue. I, I think so. That may be part of it, and Wait, also so, because uh, I'm I mean, too it, thick to that, understand that's, the that's rules. That's the good. Well, it's what a good puzzle game does. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. it allows you to learn the language that -hmm. you need to be able to move forward with so when things get harder you know and have an understanding of how you can manipulate what is going on yeah if you get to a level and something kind of just happens and you're not really sure how it's happened okay that's that's fine Mm -hmm. but it doesn't help you in your understanding yeah. So then, it stops being a puzzle then. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So this is my this is my biggest so my my perennial gripe with the later levels of Portal Two are they become hunt for the portal spot right. rather than figure out like like it's find the portal spot then backfill okay so what are these portal spots and how do I solve the puzzle versus like all of Portal One and most of the first half of Portal Two are like almost everything's portable portal-able, and yep. so it's just a question of navigation and efficiency. And then it became, no, you don't get navigation. The only route is the efficient route. Find it. And it stops being, like, what's great about it is the flexibility. And so, I think yeah. that's a thing puzzle games can easily do poorly, which yes. is my way is this... Like, the only way is my way. I'm so glad and, you brought that up, because yeah. with Baba is you... Because I was thinking, oh yeah, there's going to be like uh, multiple ways of finishing these levels, and with some of them there are. And um, even when I played it at like EGX last year, like the person who was doing it, like oh somebody else did it that way, and these you know mm-hmm. these are in the first few levels. But absolutely, the later levels is like only one solution, uh, and it's like yeah, and I've, I've, I've I also hate mm. that Baba is when doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, why doesn't that work? Unless, but, but, unless but it's Baba, Baba is, is not you, you and Baba is win. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's like, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, oh, why doesn't this work? And you, it, sometimes you have to wrap your head around. No, this is as you what say. This thinking. is my way or the highway, and it's like what yeah. they were thinking. And but it makes, I mean, but it makes sense because Baba it does. Baba is win, but then you are not nothing. Baba. You have oh yeah, no value. Mm. Like, yeah, mm. I mean, I I enjoy, what I enjoyed. In those in these first ten levels was like playing with you as flag or mm. flag as win mm. or like like oh I I can if I have access to the is win sentence then I can affect the win condition mm-hmm. yep um um but yeah and so I, I like that idea but again I haven't gone to the later levels yeah. where it, 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 it I'm I'm already disappointed I'm pre disappointed <laughs> that it becomes less flexible yeah and i'd love to see like someone with a much more mathematical brain than me like a programmer or something try to play with this because the game is brilliant don't get me wrong i may have sounded a bit down on it but it is a brilliant game like what it's trying to do and it's one of those games that make you feel like an absolute genius when you actually solve one Mm. um but it makes you feel like an absolute 
dummy when it is such yeah. an obvious not obvious but it's like oh I look at like YouTube and the solution can be found in like 30 seconds and it's like why didn't I think mm. of that and it's it's uh, yeah, one of those I mean, where it's just very you know yeah, I mean uh, I, 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 I had higher hopes for the scaling because um, in so like you you go into a, basically there's a world map and then the there's like levels which are numbered and then there's regions which get you to a mini world map which then will have leveled mm-hmm. so n- numbered as points which are then levels yeah. and you need a certain threshold to pass that region mm-hmm. but it's not all of them and i noticed on that first lake level that like it was pretty straightforward to get through the first eight, mm-hmm. which was all you needed to move to the next one. But those last ones in that region were more difficult. Yeah. And they're like, okay, this is good level design because if I want to be a completionist, I'm going to have to work for it. But if I'm just trying to get through the game, nothing is holding me back. Yeah, absolutely. And also there was yeah. a bonus level in that Lake District, which wasn't numbered. Mm-hmm. And I just stared at it and I was like, <laughs> This is so far beyond all the other things. I've I, done I don't that a couple what I'm times. To do. <laughs> and I was like, and I, I like tried a bunch of things, and I was like, no, like yeah. I, I, know I, I, I should know how to solve this. I can't. I've done that. A few and times. I jumped into the later levels in that Lake District, and it was like, cool, I'm doing okay. But that level was definitely like leaps and bounds more difficult. But it makes sense because yes. it was like an unnumbered special thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so I thought those differentiations, at least in the early game, were, were well designed. Yeah, that yeah, mm. absolutely. That that does happen where it's like you, you go into a level and you're just like, nope, I'm out. Um, but but as you say, it allows you to okay, I'm completely stuck on this level. You can go to another one um, because every level yeah. that you complete like branches into two more levels, so that's helpful. And as you say, to yeah. get those little flowers to move on to like the final kingdom or whatever, um, you don't need to complete all the levels, which is nice. nice. And yeah, I mean, the way that... It's, it's quite fascinating how um, the developer, sole developer, I should say, um, how he's managed yeah. to understand like I mean, this probably comes through a lot of like um, focus testing and stuff like that, and play testing. But to understand, like, oh, this level is only slightly different from the previous level, um, but I'm going to put this as like a bonus level because mm. it's way harder. But it's like it shouldn't be way harder because there's literally just one more element on there. But it's just the way, obviously, the way people In think. Layers. Yeah, the yeah. way people think, and it's like it's probably just like one more step, if that, or just you do something in a different order. But it's just fascinating how right. he's known and you know, like perfectly tuned the, the difficulty of these levels, um, and just knows how it's like, okay, I've just put one more element in this, but it's going to be far harder, or it's just yeah. you know, in terms of human thinking, how it's just going to be much further removed from. An easier level, so that's well, I mean, pretty good. So uh, I've been playing Gorogoa. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And that game, kind of, you know, you have the basic understanding of the mechanics, you know, laid out in front of you. You have you have four squares, and mm-hmm. you can move different scenes between these squares, and do the, you know do different things in those scenes. Mm-hmm. But I got to a point where there was one where I had to put basically I had to make a clock. And put two yes, hands facing yes. two certain ways. And, you know, I understood through the clues that it gave 
how to get those hands in the positions mm -hmm. but for an absolute age and i don't know what it was that i didn't quite pick up on there is a certain order to then layering those squares on top of each other mm -hmm. to form the clock so you've got one um. up, you've got one hand on one square and you've got another hand on another square mm -hmm. and everything i was trying to layer across and then suddenly I just found it by accident, which I must have gone back yeah. into a different thing or I'd gone into a different, uh, through a different order. And suddenly I'd done it. And I'm thinking, okay, that's, it's fine. You know, Gorgo <laughs> is beautiful. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff going on and it works really well. But I just, that understanding just wasn't there. Yeah, I, I, I feel the exact same way about Gorgo. It's a fantastic mm. game, but yeah, I was just like cheesing it for a lot of the time. So the same way with um, <laughs> G30 as well. Like, I don't yes, understand why yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Like, I'm cheesing a lot of these things. Which, actually, like, Adil, you were talking about Portal. Um, when I was yeah. thinking about, like, Babu's You, it, it brought my mind back to Cube 2, which is probably yeah, the closest yeah. that we're going to get to Portal at this point. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I was just thinking how well that game scales, what a magnific magnificent puzzle game that is. Everybody should play that game. It's superb. Like, it, it, everything makes sense and it, it just layers yeah. and layers and layers mm. more mechanics on you but it does in a very gradual and approachable way and yeah the, the last few levels where you're dealing with all these different scenarios and variables and it just makes sense it's like yes puzzle games should be like this like yeah. ELO as well yeah. a it's, a good, it's a good oh, point to finish no. the conversation on puzzle games it's... are excellent but they are can be amazingly frustrating. I would say yes. excellent puzzle games are m magnificent. Yes. Like, like yeah. the, they're the best around. They're the best. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you, you when the average user gets empowered to feel like they were doing something difficult by cons consistently doing it, mm -hmm. yeah, takes a lot of effort mm -hmm. and a lot of design. And when you hit that and you notice that it's like, oh yeah, everyone's gonna like. This is doing it. This is pacing so well. Like, there's just nothing sort of finer. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Because too easy, and then you're like, well, these puzzles are dumb. Yes. But if you don't have the breadcrumbs, then you're like, I hate this yeah. game. Because and like, it is a terrible balance to try and find. It's awful. For all of, a bunch of people, it's right? Awful. Like, so when you but when you hit a game like that, you're just like, holy yeah. shit! And I think that's what Portal One was. Yeah, you just bowled over by it, um, like, honestly, and. Like, yeah. like, I remember someone talking that e I think it might have been EGX or someone, or maybe it was a Hitman dev I can't remember, but they were like look, we've got all the elements available to see you know, for the player, the player knows all these elements, yeah. they know that there's like one, two, five, six elements to play with, and it's just a case of them figuring out which order and like a lot yeah. of puzzle games don't do that it's like oh there's some hidden thing or there's like oh the you know something's very obscure or something's not well explained so it's just like yes it as you say it's probably just a very hard like balancing act but if yeah. you've got the fundamentals there and you're leaving it up to the player and you've taught them everything that they need to know then yes it should be i i'm i'm backseat game designing because <laughs> I know all I mean, about making so games. It's kind of it, it's interesting to see kind of like how that idea moves into other games, or at least games that would probably consider themselves kind of like other genres. Mm -hmm. Because I remember one of the things I really loved about um, 
Dangerous Driving. Uh, no, that's the new game. That's yeah. Made. Danger Zone 2. The <laughs> which is a game where basically you drive a car along a track and have it's, to explode it in it's just the certain burnout ways. People game. So yeah, the burnout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah not burnout not guys, yeah. burnout people. Uh, three free fields. Yes, free fields yeah. entertainment. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, essentially, it was like a secret puzzle game. You mm -hmm. yeah. you got to a point where you're like, right, how can I? I need to get the maximum amount of damage out of this, and I need to move between this coin. This additional like explosion, then this silver coin, then this additional explosion, then this gold coin to rack up as many points as possible. And I need to hit it by hitting here, then going here, then exploding and moving over here, and then doing this and then doing this. And that's you know that it kind of makes sense for them to go for that kind of slightly more arcadey kind of mechanic. Mm -hmm. But it just turned it into a puzzle game, knowing yeah. the best motion to move through that space so it's just about your execution at the end exactly yeah. exactly it's that. like hitman that's I mean, why i love it it's just a yeah. big old puzzle game yeah i mean mm. yeah i think the progenitors of this were like something like uh, the do you remember the psn game pain that came out yes. right on yeah, playstation yeah, yeah. 3 launch i mean that i think is was like a <laughs> very stupid game but it was clearly a puzzle game it was like how much like fling guy at thing how much point oh, can get? Oh yes, I remember. Now. And and yes. like, you would replay the levels trying to maximize points based on what you figured out on how <laughs> things like broke apart or like multipliers, etc. Mm. And it was like it, it's a puzzle game. Yeah. And like, figuring out that your game is a puzzle game mm -hmm. will help things along. So I think that's exactly what happened with like Hitman, especially the new ones. Right? It's, it was like the earlier Hitman games were first-person shooter games with, like, objectives, and then at some point it became what is the most novel way you can achieve this with all these tools? Here's a sandbox. Solve the puzzle the way you want. But, mm -hmm. like, the objective is the puzzle, like... Yeah. Goal. And and I think that's what... Embracing that made the new Hitman, although I haven't played much of it, uh, way more interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's very good. Play the new Hitman. Play the new Hitman. Yeah. Buy I don't it. have a graphics card. Doesn't matter. Buy it on it was free on, buy buy on, on, on the personal did you computer. Last, did you get it last month on PSN? No, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? It's Who going knows? for very cheap on Steam. I know. No, I, I, I only started PSN when The Witness and something else was. Oh, Call of Duty. So this games. month, yeah, for the Division yeah. Two, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. Um, should we? Should we move on away from? Puzzle games, uh, Adol, Would you like? Would you like another beer? Go for it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, how much time do we have? I have no idea. The Lucy. <sighs> I'd say twenty minutes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you open this. I've got beer. a light topic. I've got a very very light topic for us. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm drinking the Smoking Gull from Half Acre Beer. Ooh. Um, it's a five point three percent. It has a it it has a government warning. Where are you from? <laughs> Chicago, uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Sorry, I knew I knew it was somewhere in the states. I just can't remember. The where. windy um, city. It's a lovely, lovely minimalist can. Yeah. Da, da, da. There's your smoking gull. <laughs> it is a great. smoking gull. Oh my gull. god! Cut that out and frame it. That's amazing. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Um, yeah. So it is a five point three percent. Beer that doesn't. That's all I know. It's a pale ale. Okay. That's all it says. Pale ale. 
Um, I thought, given that I was having a 10.5%, I thought I would not quite have it and have something sort of lighter. That's fair. That's fair. Mm. Um, it also, oof, immediately on pour, um, getting uh, tropical notes, mm. uh, a little more uh, passion fruity than mango. Okay. Or at least more more like generic tropical fruit versus that very specific um, specific mango that I got off of the Honor. Mm. Um, it's a little cloudier, but also, I mean, it's a pale ale. It looks, a, it's a little more translucent. Yeah, slightly, yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I can't believe that's hazier than the uh, 10.5% beer. Right? <laughs> um, like I said, yeah, a fruitiness, tropical fruitiness on the nose. Ooh. Oh, that's interesting. I heard a hit of like pretty straightforward, a little piney, but just straightforward bittery hops right away, and then it faded and had another wave of sweetness. Mm. And then it leaves really dry. Nice. Um, a little too dry. Like okay. I, I almost almost immediately within five seconds of a sip want to stop and like just have another sip yeah. because yes. it's just drying my mouth out. Um, is it that? Do you think it's that bitterness? Is it is it a slightly harsher bitterness to yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, and also like so the the mouth feel is 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 drying as well. Mm. So like texture is drying. Um, it's quite sort of quite bitter. Uh, touch piney but like mostly just like pulling like it's just just drying you out it's like hey i'm surprised it's not an ipa just given how in your face the bitterness is it's not super strong it's just super forward that makes sense so it's it's a pale ale that's super forward in its bitterness um it's interesting uh again i've never had anything from half acre before Mm. um uh it, it is not the balance I like with respect to bitterness and mouthfeel, etc. Like I said, I'm just I'm feeling like I'm going to drink it quickly because it it's calling something. It like, makes the you... taste leaves me with something saying I want to replace things quickly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Where okay. did you pick that up from? Which shop? Uh, Corkshire Cottom. Okay. Um. So yeah, bottle shop in 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 Bristol. Um. It has a that. It's a slight, um, a slight note in the taste of that tropical fruit. Very slight. There's just like right on the beginning of the taste. There's a bit of a sweetness and a, and a hint of that, but almost all of that sort of huge hit of, of tropicalness on the nose is just not present in the taste. Mm. Mm. That's a shame. So because of that, it makes it quite like straightforwardly drinkable because it's actually there's not a lot of things going on in the taste. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Okay, okay, that's fair. I might say something else. I mean, in a little bit, but like that smoking girl, like that just makes it a ten out of ten beer for me. <laughs> I was gonna say like, you cannot, you cannot fault that. <laughs> oh shit! I gotta take a picture. By the way, let me let me get this framed nice. correctly. You do that, and I'll introduce the topic that I wanted to discuss this week. Uh, it's a topic that we talked about uh, several times. On tanked up, and it's um, supermarkets, supermarkets and beer. 
you know, normally we're kind of chatting around like, oh, we've seen like two beers in a supermarket. <laughs> look, look, what, what a revelation Woo! this is yeah. that more people drink it. But uh, Tesco are having a, a bit of an expansion of their craft beer ranges. Um, I first saw about this on a Facebook group, which I can't remember the name of it, but it is essentially craft beers in supermarkets. Let's mm -hmm. talk about the different craft beers that are in supermarkets. Um, and a gentleman who um, is called Domo Hill, uh, who's also on Instagram, um, is, a, is a buyer for Tesco, a beer buyer for yeah. Tesco. And he used the group and has been using his Instagram as well to showcase the new beers that Tesco have picked up. And mm. um, it has caused some conversations, a little bit of debate going on about, um, you know, supermarkets kind of place within the the craft beer sort of scene um i i'd be interesting just to kind of like to chat around that essentially because i know that we very much have come from it as a it's great if it's a gateway place for people to then go to your yeah. your local bottle shop mm -hmm. um but just to kind of reel off the the sort of the new things that are going on for tesco make it they, they they seem to be taking it maybe that next step further because they go through a few different you know uh, domo has been unveiling different beers that are coming through it sort of like each day and all of these are going to be available i think from monday from the first of april okay in in a lot of tesco's including some tesco expresses as well from, yeah, i know from what they've been saying so uh, i know they already stocked wild cards so they've got more wild card beer coming they already stocked four pure they've got more yes. four pure beers coming they nice. already stocked Thornbridge, and they got more Thornbridge beers coming. But the first new brewery, who I saw, was Unbarred, which yeah. is really interesting yeah, based on their kind of on the scale them. that yeah. they're at. Uh, you know, Unbarred. We've had a lot of well, a lot. We've had a few beers a few, from Unbarred yeah. kind of between us yeah. on the podcast, and two of the honey uh, ones. I think I heard. <laughs> Yeah. Two honey beers. That's unheard of from any one brewer. Um, uh, and, and I know they did. I really enjoyed their um, like single hop, single mm -hmm. flavor, whatever. I can't remember exactly what that was. Yeah. But the, the series that they were doing. And, you know, yeah, I've been to tap takeovers and bottle shops for them and things and stuff. Uh, so it's really interesting that they've kind of said, yeah, we can step up. We can, mm -hmm. you know. Good space send to get beers, into. Yeah. Send out beers, yeah. Uh, great for great for Unbarred. Um we then have uh, Five Points Brewing. I've who, seen oh yeah. this. Or maybe that's, maybe that's elsewhere. Maybe that's um, Mark's. I've definitely seen Five Points in like high street uh, supermarkets. Yeah, I can't remember seeing them. So I for me, that was a, a, a... Okay, that's fair enough. Um, it, but Five definitely. Points kind of seemed like maybe the brewery that would go Might into the Morrison's. supermarket. Makes, mm. that, makes sense. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. Um, and then uh, Brewdog are increasing their range, but yeah. going into their um, their Overworks All right. uh, uh, branding stuff. So Overworks is kind of their, you know, their craft beer of craft beer. It's <laughs> you know their experimentational kind of lines. Um, yeah. That's the that's the Brewdog bar that you see at the beer festivals and things. You know, when they have limited run beers that mm. they are creating. Um, so it's interesting that they're going into them as well. Uh, well it's not going to be name. limited run anymore. Uh, exactly. <laughs> this was our experimentational line that we're now taking slightly more mainstream. Uh, and then the the two that really surprised me was North Brewing, or North Brewing Company. That one. Mm. That is. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's in the middle. 
for me. Well, I mean, it is, but uh, uh, so Unbarred we get was more f- we get surprise. we get a few beers yeah. down here from mm-hmm. from north. From north, uh, you know, yeah. they started out a little more getting a few collaborations that they've done with people down here, and then we start seeing a few more of their cans. Maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. a year ago, maybe even less than that. I perhaps quite a few of their yeah, cans about a year ago. Yeah, yeah, that they've been sort of appearing, uh, and possibly the biggest one is Magic Rock. Yeah, that wasn't a surprise. Yeah, I was, at all. I was waiting for the fucking Magic Rock bomb. Yeah, not, like, not surprising. I wasn't, yeah, not, not surprising. surprising. I mean, I was shocked just because I just didn't. I, just the notion of Magic Rock and Tesco's sort of blew my mind. No, bit, I, I think but, it like, absolutely works. Like their beers makes, are I mean, so cheap anyway. Like, oh yeah, they and, have it a makes perfect sense. Distribution scale. They, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just, I just ha- wouldn't. I guess I'm just so naive. I just wouldn't have thought. <laughs> you know, like it was just like, oh shit, yeah, that's totally a thing that could happen. Also, well, I get why it happened, but it was I mean, like yeah. that I, oh shit. Yeah, if I had to bet on like like three be- breweries who would be in this list, much of what would probably be all three guesses. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like it's not surprising at all. It's like them and Beaver Town, like yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But I mean, so Magic Rock have been sort of you know like that Marks and Spencers um, beer essentially. That they've put their core their core range in Marks and Spencers. Oh, they've been in Marks. Uh, okay. So like, what well, is it like yeah. Smarts, <laughs> and all of those yeah. sorts of yes, a few of those sorts of Fair so enough. Yeah. For for Tesco, they've got um, their Sorcery, which I think is a newer mm. beer, uh, Session I think IPA. It's newer than the other ones, yeah. But yep. it's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they've got they've got yeah. Inhaler going in, and they've got Cannonball yes, cool, going yeah. in as well. But they've also they've also got a beer called the Luminescence. New England IPA, which is a Tesco um, exclusive beer. Mm. Um, okay. So they've obviously gone. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll, we've got a new deal with you. We'll make an exclusive beer for you. That's fine. Distribute nice. our beers yeah. as much as physically new. possible. Possible. All um, to yeah. my local ones. Nowhere else. All the ones in Birmingham. Nowhere else. That's it. Those. Just, just yeah. send all of the cans mm. here, please. Mm. Uh, uh, and so, like, uh, a few of the brewers have a different level of beer. So, uh, like, Magic Rock have got four beers going in. Unbarred have got two. Going in, so there is for Unbarred, mm. there is the mixed berry gelato pale ale, mm. and a grapefruit mm. New England IPA, which is a collaboration with a brewery called Hop Stuff, yeah. uh, which I think they've already got in Tesco. They've already got some Hop Stuff beers in Tesco, mm. uh, and again, I've seen, um, I've, I think I've seen Hop Stuff that have done collaborations with uh, other people like North Brewing Company. Uh, previously in Tesco, so maybe that was, you know, maybe that was, that was their way into those other breweries, perhaps. But more beer in Tesco's does seem like a great thing. It seems like it will bring more people in. But again, my concern is that Tesco's will, or not just Tesco, but then if this goes into more breweries and uh, more supermarkets, sorry, and more supermarkets start to compete for individual beers and <laughs> to try to round out their complement of what they can offer within the supermarket and then they go for those one-off releases it just it, it just kind of feels to me like it's just going to push the bottle shop out massively uh, yeah i mean we did see that yeah. bottle shop close i can't remember what their name was like uh just this week wasn't it and it was this week yeah. it was this week i mm. linked it to you guys i can't remember the name of it either can but, i but i think that <sighs> I don't know, it's like beer enthusiasts like us, it's like, you know, money's 
always going to be a thing. I mean, like, even when I went to the tap takeover today um, for Garage's beer, they were like, okay, these are imported from Spain, so it's going to be a bit, you know, yeah. more pricey. I, I, you know, I, it's not somewhere I usually go, so I don't think they knew what I knew about beer as such. And it's like, <laughs> it's like I'm used to paying quite a lot. And they were like, you know, just, just brace yourself. And it was like, you know, £5 for half a pint. And it's like, it's like, I know, I know, but it's like, you know, Fortunately, I'm able to afford it at this moment in time. You know, yeah. I don't have a yeah. mortgage to pay, but it, that's not always going to be the case. And it's like I don't want to drink go back to drink Carling, God forbid. So it's like <laughs> if if I can get a Magic Rock beer for like you know even now it's like sometimes you know I went for the Arwa beers because it's like three pound fifty for yeah. a pint's worth of beer, and you know, but at the same time it's like yes, I'd all, all, always prefer to go to. The smaller, like smaller shops, um, the mm. you know more boutique beer places, but I can't always afford to do that. And it's like with Brexit looming, who God knows what's going to happen, you know. Mm. So it's like, oh yeah, for them yeah. and for yeah. us, yeah, you know? <laughs> completely. And it'd be interesting with with Brexit looming to see whether these other breweries, you know, someone like Umbard, who uh, mm. you know they they brew out of, or at least every time we've had them. I don't know where they're brewing now, but it says on the can they're brewing out of someone else's brewery, essentially. Yeah. Uh, whether they're going to, you know, be able to continue kind of doing that with this sheer jump in sort of like scale. Um, but from it kind of, I don't want the bottle shop to become somewhere I go for like a special release. For somewhere I go to for suddenly for for just the podcast, you know, yeah. like it, it's kind of like you know we're we're kind of in that bubble that we try a different beer or a couple of different beers every week. I mean, we're in the bubble where we try more than a couple of beers every week. We just broadcast only a couple of those those yeah. beers that we're trying kind of every week. It's very rare that I ever pick up, uh, you know, like a four pack of something, and it, it's only maybe if I'm going on like a long weekend. And I, uh, I know I'm not going to get the chance to go out somewhere whilst I'm away. I go right. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go and buy like three, four packs yeah. of, of you know, I'll get uh, like Jaipur, or I'll get uh, right. New World IPA. Uh, you know, go out and get a few in because mm-hmm. I'm going to drink them all on the first night, really. But um, <laughs> you know, as you were saying, Lucy, you kind of you're going away. You don't want to break the bank, so you know it's a good. It is a good option to kind of pick up that four pack that's kind of mm-hmm. like being. Put I mean, out there, but that's basically what I've uh, I've done on sort of nights of like house parties or whatever, or going to the co-op mm-hmm. and picking up the um, Brugger four pack of lager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I was thinking about that today. Mm. Um, and I've done that a handful of times. Uh, in the past, sometimes it was like you know a four pack of like Dead Pony Club or whatever. Mm-hmm. To be honest, it's if we hadn't sort of hooked up with Brugger and like actually heard how great their thing yeah. is, I probably would like it's six and one half dozen the other, mm-hmm. and then it's like oh well, this actually is helping. So my rampant alcoholism uh, at a house party can do some good. It so I'll, I'll pick yeah. this thing. Yeah. Um, but I'll, yeah, I mean, I think that's. Um, that's the sweet spot yeah. that I think all the grocery stores and their craft beers have sort of figured out is they don't it's much more often you see packs than you see singletons at least yeah. in the, yeah. the, the grocery stores I've been at and that makes sense because that's sort of the type of 
clientele consumer yeah yeah yep. right it's just i'm buying some beer for tonight and mm -hmm. now i have better selection yeah. and, while like when was the last time you saw like a, a pack in a bottle shop sure never but <laughs> we see, right? yeah. you, you occasionally see uh, like gift packs perhaps so three or four mm. beers right. from the same brewer <laughs> maybe but different different beers yeah, yeah. yeah. That costs twenty pounds, but um, yeah, just yeah. to just to finish on, I, I, this is probably the one thing that I am probably optimistic about, where I don't think it's going to have a knock-on effect for the bottle shops. Is that mm. it's like anyone who's entrenched in this like hobby, this industry, we obviously, you know, it's like a disease. We always go for the newest things, you know, like mm. we always want what's fresh, what's in style. You know, supermarkets are years behind. I mean, look how long Cannibal's been around. So it's like, yeah, we, we, we'll yeah. probably just go there out of convenience. It's like, oh, we're recording tonight. I don't have any beers. Okay, I'm just going to pick up something from Tesco or something. And like, what's really telling is that um, there's a co op, you know, around the corner from me. They sell Brummy Brewery um, cans. Yeah. And the woman recognizes me in there, the woman until the she was like, you're the only person who buys these. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's why I come here every so often, so that I do buy them, so you don't stop stocking them. Yeah, yeah. So well, co-op co-ops seem to be doing it right yeah. and, do, and, and and stocking the local beers, don't they? Yeah, see, like Bristol beer definitely. factory beers in mm -hmm. Bristol co-ops. Yeah, so it's like not <laughs> people always just go back to their calling. They're not gonna be like, oh, what's this? You know, pretty looking can with. With little ghost people on it, what's this magic rock? And then just like they don't care. It's like yeah, yeah. We, you know, people us will still continue to support the bottle shops, and that's where we're going to get most of our beers from. Even if it is mm -hmm. like we're buying Arbor beers, which are cheap, we're still going to do that from the main bottle shops. We're not going to yeah. be doing that from Tesco. So everyone's going to be fine. The whole country's going to sink into the ocean anyway. We'll go it's at the same true. time. The bottle shops and, I mean, and the supermarkets. Brexit so. may happen and sea level is going to rise so much anyway that it won't matter. <laughs> yeah. Meteor's so... going to hit soon enough. Please, yeah. please. And there'll only please. be salt water. There won't be any drinking water left as well. Because, you know, everyone oh, there'll be, will no be water. in a drought crisis. Everyone will be like, yes, give me beer. Everyone will be flocking to those what, uh, bottle what shops. What a lovely Nutritious. note to finish on. <laughs> um, obviously, this week for me... I've had one beer. It was good. I really enjoyed <laughs> the Maiden 2017. Will be interesting to see, uh, try and pick up the 2018 or at least taste it somewhere uh, to see what the difference between those two will be. Uh, Adol, you had two beers. Which did you prefer? Three guesses, none of them count. It, it's <laughs> the Northern Monk honor. Yeah. Uh, it just, it. I mean, I really like the tin on the <laughs> yes. uh, Smoking Gull. You have to keep um, that. And. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, and and it, it, I'm really, I'm glad I picked it up. Uh, I'm, it, it's not that I was super disappointed by it. It just didn't, it did, it didn't just like the flow, taste mm. flow just wasn't there. It was a bit too abrupt, and again, that the the fact that it sort of left my palate in a sense of like needing to replace really quickly. I just I don't like when a beer forces me to drink it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. And, and that's I like that. how I felt. I like that abusive relationship. Yeah. <laughs> you need I'm, a little bit of violence somewhere. Uh, so yeah. it, it's it's a it's a good beer. It just does the the it just doesn't like line up. Like the Northern Monk just does what it's doing. Yeah, in a yeah, way, but anyway, yeah, nice. 
I should probably pick up Honor then the next time I go into the bottle shop because I've mm, seen same. it it's hovering I've seen yeah. it and I constantly reach for it and think no I'll get something else you know, it's a big, bigger percentage beer when I could get something else to kind of uh, you know just enjoy midweek with a few other with a few other beers um, but the violence for you listeners in our relationship is go to outoflives.net do it, do it now <laughs> that's the only violence you'll ever experience from us pointing you towards a website which you may or may not go to you can talk to us everywhere at tanked up underscore cast twitter instagram tanked up cast at gmail.com if you want to email us for whatever reason uh i am at nova underscore 47 on twitter and on playstation and steam adel is at the omniarch almost everywhere except the places they don't really count anymore currently i'm gonna start streaming uh baba zoo that's it please do i'd love to see you get stuck on one of those levels for two hours (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's it Not don't no solutions to any puzzles just oh, yeah. two hours of say, frustration yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, to be honest if I stream that game I would not move like the, the idea of like I'll try this other level no I'm going to stare at this and break my face in because I think that would be more entertaining <laughs> than yeah. someone it, like no I can't get this let's try something else yeah, it's like, like, no, the, it's like the screamers on horror games isn't it yeah. it's one of, it's one of those like games where it's like oh you think you can come back to a puzzle and so, you know, solve it later no you just, if you don't understand <laughs> it you just don't you just yeah. never it's not for you never gonna happen and that's fair yeah. and Baba is Juicy Loose 9 almost everywhere everywhere now just everywhere it is everywhere yes yeah because um, funny story, uh, I changed my username on Instagram because we're gonna. <gasps> I'm trying to be a millennial, um, and mm. I was like, "Who's got Juicy Loose Nine? Who on this earth will have Juicy Loose Nine? I'm trying to get Juicy Loose Nine. Search who's got Juicy Loose Nine. Me. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so how many Instagram accounts do you have? Now just one. I have no idea. <laughs> Like, ma- maybe Facebook just signed me up for it. Like Facebook yeah. made a business um, page for me Facebook randomly. Facebook does some crazy things. It, it made a business page for me called mm. Lucy's Happy Journey, which sounded like a massage parlor. Oh God, parlor. I forgot about that. And yeah. I was like, why did you do this, Facebook? <laughs> no prompting from me. It's probably it how business name. If you when you do when you do set up another business, it should be just called Lucy's Happy Journey. Yeah, especially if it's if you a just need one for accounting <laughs> purposes. No, like you, you know how sometimes you just need like another business to be incorporated yeah. for whatever, but yep. it's never going to appear on any etc. Yeah. That's the name you use on one of those things. My actual business is it's nowhere like, near. Yeah, no going to see this, so it might as well be. Joy. <laughs> 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 so that's yeah. it from us for business advice. There's lots of other podcasts to probably listen to. So for another week, we've been tanked up. Bye bye. Uh, also, stay tuned for the upcoming new podcast launch, Out of Invoices. <laughs> mm. Baba is goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>